Welcome to the Michael Paris Podcast. This is Michael Paris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Michael Paris Podcast. Today's first episode, I will interview Polly Escudricas, born and raised in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, speaks fluent French, English, and Lithuanian, CTO of Oxen Telecom, and Gorilla in Chief at Gorilla Nerd. Welcome to the show, Polyus. Thanks for having me, Michael. It's my pleasure. Great. So uh, you had some really interesting things that you'd want to share with our listeners, especially during the COVID uh, isolation life. And uh, take it away. Yep, absolutely. So I've got my top eight recommendations for helping you work better from home. So the first thing, Michael, that's important is we're keeping ourselves safe by staying at home, but you also have to keep yourself safe online. Um, and so for this, what I recommend is a password manager. So you know, like you hear this in news at all times, websites are being hacked and exploited every day. And what does that mean? That generally means that they have their databases stolen. And a lot of websites don't actually protect passwords in a good way. So if you're reusing a password on another website, these bad guys could log in as you and do all sorts of mischief. You know, imagine if you're using the same password for your bank, your emails, or your Amazon, you know, someone would be able to exploit, uh, you know, like for example, buy things on your name and whatnot. So the only way to do to protect yourself from this is to use a different password for every website. Now we're all yeah. human. So it's impossible to remember, you know, like a million passwords. But the nice thing is that there's software that does it for you. The The idea behind it is that you remember one master password. And then from there, um, you have all your other passwords that are saved. So there's a number of tools. The one that I highly recommend, I think, Michael, you're also using this, is called LastPass. I love LastPass because it uses end-to-end -end encryption. This means that it, even if LastPass got their database exploited or whatnot, the bad guys would never be able to get all of your vault, all the passwords that you have saved under your vault, just because everything's encrypted under your master password. Yes. Yeah, it's why having that master password and remembering it is crucial, because if mm -hmm. you forget that master password, people at LastPass can't even help you. Yep. And uh, and thanks to you, I actually am using it. I remember my laptop got stolen in Vancouver, and uh, I had to make some really smart, some smart adjustments moving forward, and LastPass was definitely one of them. So I highly recommend it for everyone. It syncs, you know, into the cloud. So, you know, if you ever lose your laptop or you just want to be efficient without having to, you know, resubmit the reset password mm -hmm. every time, this is the way to go. And you can also access it on your phone and other devices. So, you know, now that you're safe on the internet, we got to talk about getting some work done, right? Um, so one technique that I highly recommend, especially if you're a distractor, if you're at home, is called a Pomodoro timer. So Pomodoro actually means, uh, the word Pomodoro means tomato in Italian. And so what is it? It's basically a time management technique where the idea is we're all human. We understand this. So we're always going to be distracted. So you do 25 minutes of work and then you do five minutes of goofing off. So whatever you want, you go on Facebook, you go on YouTube, you, you know, look at some news. Some of the news is distracting myself. You know, I find myself on CNN a few times a day um, and there's software to help you with this. So there's a great free tool for Windows and Mac, which is called Tamidi, which is basically what I recommend. Awesome. Just, just to interject for just a moment, sometimes, you know, I, I try to work out every 48 hours mm -hmm. and some days I'm just not feeling it, but I have to work out. And for me, I use apps like this where every, you know, 20 minutes, I'll go ahead and do 20, 25 pushups and then I'll get my quota of pushups and sit-ups done throughout the day without actually having to spend an hour and a half or two hours working out. So to me, this actually, you know, that, there's a specific example of where it was very useful for myself. Yep. And not only working out, this also works great for just normal work or whatever work you got to do where you got to be really concentrated, you know? Yeah. And so because we're concentrated now, the other thing is we got to be able to track our goals. Uh, we got to be able to track our progress. And for this, there's a great app called Rescue Time. So Rescue Time is an app that you install on your computer, you know, willingly. 
and basically tracks <laughs> everything that you do. Um, it creates a report on basically like how many seconds, how many minutes, how many hours a day do you spend, not only in every, in every app. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael, as you know, recently Apple also released this feature for iOS devices and also for Mac OS, where it's going to tell you how much you know screen time you've used on your device and everything. But the nice thing about Rescue Time is that it goes deeper. It even tracks which websites you visit. So the idea is, for example, if you feel yourself unproductive on a, on, a, on a specific day, you can take a look at it and you can see, oh, crap, I actually did spend, for example, four hours on YouTube that day. Yeah. Um, or you you could see, you know what, today I was actually pretty productive because I see most of the time I was spending coding. Uh, or most of the time, for example, I was spending on a website that is related to my work. Yeah. So it's a great, uh, you know, it's a great idea. It's a great way to track your time, basically. It sounds absolutely amazing because we sometimes operate on autopilot. And we can be doing all sorts of inefficiencies, mm-hmm. but, you know, this is app really helps you dig in and find out, you know, where you can improve and where you can optimize. For example, you know, if you're coding for five hours and you've got so little done, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you want to start realizing, you know, how to improve that and, and how to make the most of your time. Yep, Sounds exactly. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to put, by the way, for all the listeners, I'm going to be putting the links to all these apps in the description. So uh, you'll know where to find it. Okay. So, you know, because everyone's staying at home these days, um, it's possible that you might have other people at home, you know, maybe some kids, pets, uh, you know. And what happens is that we can get distracted because of sound, because of noises in the background. So there's a wonderful website. It's called MyNoise. So the concept behind it is that it's a bunch of soundscapes. This means you open up in a web browser, um, you select what kind of soundscape do you want. So I'll give you an example. There's a few ones like a thunderstorm, uh, a coffee shop, for example. There's even like an airplane interior, a train interior, car interior, uh, a suburb sound. Like how does a suburb sound in summer? And the idea is that all these noises are made to either make you relaxed, help you focus, or even drown out background conversations. That is awesome. 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 As someone with aggressive ADHD, you know, I've, the really quirky things help me focus. Even in the, like at home, I can't focus if it's too quiet. But being in the library where, you know, sometimes or even like the loud part of a library where there's background noise, that really helps me focus sometimes or going to sleep with a repetitive noise in the background is super helpful as well. So I feel like this would be perfect for me. And and thank you for recommending that. Yep. No, it is. So it's absolutely free. You can also give a donation to have a little bit more options. And to me, what I love is that the attention detail is incredible. It's made by Dr. Stéphane Pigeon which is a person that, you know, worked in sound his whole life. And, you know, it's just wonderful. So, you know, now that we got this over, now that we can work, now that we're focused, what's the next thing that we need? Well, we need to make sure we got a good communication system. You know, so if you're a business, for example, having a phone system is critical because you want clients to be able to reach you. And, you know, instead of juggling different cell phone numbers and whatever, you want to make sure they reach you from one number. So I highly recommend everyone to have a cloud-based phone system, for example, like Voxon. Uh, it's inexpensive, it's reliable, and not only this, you don't need physical phones. You can get them if you want to, but you can use apps on your computer, on your phone to be reachable anywhere in the world. And Voxon also offers, during this pandemic, a free video conferencing service. You can go to voxon.com slash free conference uh, to sign up. Yeah, and I'll put that in the description as well. That's amazing. And, you know, I've used Voxon for some time, and it's been really great because a lot of times... You know, I have a team of programmers and they're not always available. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get to have a conversation with the client. It records everything. And then my team members can simply listen and, you know, they're in the loop. So it's really, really good. Also with tech support, or sometimes you call your bank and, you know, they tell you something, you call them again and they don't remember, or they don't have it documented. This way you can record your conversations and protect yourself as well. Yeah, there's there's a number of features. You know, you can reach everywhere. You have your voicemail that automatically sends you as an email so it saves you time and hassle like you mentioned awesome 
And next up, um, this one is a quick, quick one. Um, it's an app. So it's an app that's available for PC and Mac. It's called Kiwi for Gmail. So there's a free version. There's also a paid version. And the idea is it's for people who use Gmail or, for example, G Suite. So G Suite is sort of like the paid version of uh, Google email. So what it does, it's like a browser. So it's like a window that has just Gmail in it. And the beauty about it is that it's separate from your web browser. Because, Michael, if you're anything like you, like me, um, I have lots of tabs open on my computer on the web browser. Yeah. It helps me organize because you can all tab. You know that your emails will always be there. And because it's sort of just a web app, it accesses Gmail's native client. This means um, it won't have trouble processing a lot of email. I get hundreds of emails a day. So almost any other popular uh, email app that I've used, basically, that uh, does, this is pretty technical, but does IMAP to Gmail stuff like this have crashed under the load. So it's a great app uh, that I would recommend. Yeah, so I actually use apps like this for mm -hmm. stuff like Facebook. Uh, it wasn't a native app from Facebook, but I did feel like sometimes it wasn't very efficient with um, memory processing. And, it you know, sometimes it slowed down my computer. So I'm wondering, uh, your experience, you say that using something like this would be better than just using it directly in your native browser. In terms of memory, no. Uh, this is going to require a slightly stronger computer. Uh -huh. But in terms of efficiency for yourself as a human, that's going to be better. So <laughs> there's always, you know, little trade-offs to do, I'd say. For sure. Well noted. Now that we're into like working efficiently, okay, one of the best tools, if you've never used this, is a whole category of software that is known as text expander. So the idea behind a text expander is, for example, something that you type often. I'll give you an example. Let's say, Michael, you type in your address often because you have people mailing you things for your business or whatnot. Uh, you could simply type in your keyboard, my address, for example, and you configure that abbreviation to be expanded to your actual address, which might be multiple lines and things like these. And it's not only limited, for example, to text. So I love to doing this for my email signature, for example. So instead of every single time typing out sincerely Polyus, I just have SSPA that automatically, you know, expands to that. You can even create expanders that, you know, for example, type out today's date. So instead of having to look at the calendar and say, hey, you know, like uh, today we're the 2nd of, uh, for example, March or 2nd of April, you put in today date and it'll automatically do it. So the app that I recommend is called Atext. Um, it's relatively inexpensive. It's available both for Mac and PC. And like I mentioned, it's really configurable. Not only can you expand text, you can also create macros sort of. So I have one that generates passwords. So if I have to email a password to a client, instead of having to, you know, either bash out on my keyboard, which isn't that great for security because it's not actually random, or having to use another software just <laughs> to generate a password, I type in the few digits, all of this thing does it for me and puts it in right into the whatever text field I'm on. Amazing. So my question here is for apps like these, do they have full control of your entire system? So if I put in these shortcuts anywhere, whether I'm in a browser, whether I'm in, you know, Google Docs or, you know, wherever, is it able to function in, in every environment? Yep, they do. Uh, they do. And on the Mac, you know, Apple has been big about security in the last few years. The only exception is when you're typing in a password. Whenever you're in a password field, the Mac has the special flag that basically disallows any other software to sort of look at what you're typing on the keyboard. So basically, this would not work on any login screen, but anywhere else, basically, it'll work because it'll be listening for these keyboard commands. And as soon as basically you type in your abbreviation, and you hit on space, it replaces that by whatever you want it to replace. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. No problem. And so the last thing that I want to talk about is synchronization software. Michael, you've, you've spoken about losing your laptop. That is something stressful that could happen to any of us. Uh, something else that happens is, you know, like hard drives can fail. Even solid state drives can fail. 
So we never want to lose data because that would be a really bad day. So my my recommendation, I'm encouraging everyone to use uh, any kind of backup tool or sync tool. So in terms of synchronization, the other advantage that you have is if you have multiple computers, this means that you could set a folder to be synchronized and whatever files you create in there, not only is it backed up to the cloud, but it will also appear on your other devices or other computers. So a really few good services is sync.com or treasure it. The reason why I like those over, for example, others like Dropbox or Google Drive is because they encrypt all the data end to end. This means that even if sync.com or treasure got hacked, the bad guys would never have your files. Is this like an end to end encryption? Yep, it's end to end basically. So the key is derived from your password and it's stored locally on your computer. So they these services, they can't see inside of your files. Understood. If you just want simply backup, Backblaze is also a great solution. Backblaze is nice because it's literally unlimited storage. So whatever is connected to the computer, it's backed up. So if even if you have, let's say you're a photographer, maybe you have 15 terabytes of hard drives inside of your computer, same price, really? basically. It'll back up everything that's connected to your computer, Backblaze, yeah. Um, and the other thing, for example, for the programmers, even writers, I really recommend looking into a version control system. So there's one named Git, which is really popular, and there's a few tools for this. There's a service called GitHub, and there's another one called Bitbucket. So GitHub, you might have heard about this. The nice thing is if you're writing code, you can basically save your code. Uh, you, you basically commit your code, and then this way you can go back to versions. You can see what are the changes that you've done. So for example, let's say if something breaks all of a sudden in your app, you can go back, hey, how did this look two weeks ago? And you can restore it. So at the same time, not only is it a backup, but it also helps you organize your work. So I highly recommend anyone who works with text files or programming take a look into this. Amazing. Polyus, we only have 14 minutes because we are on Seattle Radio. So I thank you so much for these tips and pointers. To me, almost all of these, if not all of these, will be super helpful for me. And I'm going to go ahead and implement them. I recommend our listeners do as well. Thank you for your expertise, Polyus. And stay safe out there. Thank you, Michael.